Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thomas, Jeff Jacobs, and Jeff Travers Championship Week. They have another outstanding field. Five in the top ten, nine in the top twenty, fourteen in the top thirty. It's an incredible field. You've been doing this a long time. It's good a field as you've seen. Well, it, it certainly is during the Travelers era for sure, uh, Joe. Uh, it's remarkable. A decade ago, this thing was close to yeah. disappearing, yes, and uh, through hard work of Travelers, uh, the practice facilities a big part of it tireless work by uh, Andy Bissett and Nathan Group uh, they're getting top fight uh, fields now it's really remarkable I mean it wasn't so long ago we we're going like hey these things are disappearing and uh, now guys are itching to come here after the US Open was supposed to be a was supposed to be a horrible thing a week after and now it's not such a horrible thing well, speaking of the US Open we we're both there both covering it getting ready for the travelers and uh, a number of the guys Mr. Cut, who came here for a McElroy Shy in the 80, Mr. Cut, Jordan Speed, uh, also uh, Mr. Cut, Bogey in the last two holes. Uh, but obviously, Shinnecock's a tough, tough venue, and guys struggle, and obviously, the U.S. Open champion is here, Brooks Kepka, defending it, and you watched him on Sunday. Yeah, uh, he played great. I, I, uh, I like the idea of golf is such a thing where they celebrate the nerd. Uh, it's so many other sports, you know, it's like, oh, jockey's great, and it's wonderful. In this sport, if you're too jockey, they go like, it's almost like you got to be more like Davis Love and memorize all the rules and, and everything. And, and so I, I like the fact that this guy is, is a terrific athlete, and yes, he's a terrific golfer. They're both permitted, and we're seeing in the today's world. And uh, he, the part I, I especially like for him is that, you know, when he won last year out in Aaron Hills, oh, the course was too easy. You won a, a PGA championship, not the U.S. Open. It, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, he came in and played Chinnacock, which uh, players were looking to, like, uh, hit themselves over the club Saturday with the way it was going. Yet he t- uh, was resilient, and he won with, a, with what, a one-over score and, and uh, proved that he can win a uh, U.S. Open on any kind of course. And so he comes in here as a champion, and uh, he's got a lot to be proud of. You know, Travelers has the last five major champions. Kepka at last year's U.S. Open. Jordan Spieth at last year's Open Championship at Royal Brookdale. We had Justin Thomas at last year's PGA Championship. The reigning Masters champion, Patrick Reed, and obviously Brooks Kepka uh, last week at the Shinnecock Hills. Uh, an interesting thing that happened on Saturday when I was there, uh, Phil Mickelson has been in part of the news. He probably stay for it, but he hit a ball out moving on the 13th green. Eventually assessed the two-stroke penalty by the USGA. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it on television or what you thought of it. I thought it was a good penalty. I didn't think he should be DQ'd, but obviously uh, Phil had uh, his own explanation when he came in. What did you think about the whole thing? Well, I thought he should have been disqualified for sure. Okay. Absolutely. I think the uh, I think I will be surprised 
if go, the lords of golf going forward do not put in a Phil Mickelson rule. The spirit of what he did was wrong. Great, they employed a rule that said if you hit a moving ball, it's a two-stroke penalty. And there's also rules on the books that they chose not to employ that could have just this uh, that could have DQ'd him for for the spirit of what he did. Uh, having said that, I understand uh, we live in a sports world now where. Uh, uh, and really for a long time where if you bent the rules a little bit with a spitball or curve your stick a little too much in hockey it's like hey that's a great way to go wink wink but in this sport if you violate a little nuance of a rule or your balls mismark uh, guys leave tournaments and other people outside the game will go like oh those people in golf they're like too tied to this, uh, uh, to the old school and all these sorts of gentlemanly rules. And uh, the fact is, golf is is a game of rules. And and it, no, yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil Mickelson didn't kill anybody, folks. You know, he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't beat anybody with a putter. So just because people that want him disqualified doesn't mean they've lost complete perspective on humanity. Humanity. I just think with the way golf works, I thought he should have been disqualified. And it would, and, and, and it's not a big deal. He got DQ'd from a tournament, and he goes on and lives for another day. He still gets to keep his handful of masters. He's still one of the most creative go- uh, people ever to pick up a golf club. So. It's all good with that, but like, uh, I, I, it's fascinating though. I talked to a lot of celebrities today, and, and, yeah, the, and yeah. uh, well, no one, won, no one talked. Uh, Boomer Siason said on FAN that he he really came down hard on him. But the ones I talked to today, I talked to 10, 10 celebrities, and uh, the further you get away from it, the more they kind of joke about it. You know what I mean? And and uh, and don't take it too seriously. You know? And, yeah, a number of the pros today, Jordan, and, and I think Roy kind of like. Felt that they understood what Phil was trying to do and didn't really take a hard line. Some on Twitter the day of took a hard line. What was your initial? My initial reaction was I like laughed because I'm like, what is he doing? And then I think he spent the rest of his round thinking because he was out of tournament thinking of an idea was he going to sell to the media? And that's what made it worse. If he had just said, I screwed up, I, I shouldn't have done it. I think it would have been better off not having to apologize four days later. Think that would have been better off if you had done it that oh, way. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I, I, look, it was—it's funny to watch. It, you know, <laughs> a lot. Of, hey, I was—I was talking to Dan Orlovsky. You know, yeah. a longtime quarterback and and a UConn great. And I'm thinking, you know, here's a guy who accidentally stepped out of the back of the end zone, and kept on playing. He right. got a safety, so he's known like hilarious right. viral video situations. Right. And that's as we go along. It's funny to watch a 48-year-old lefty, you know, chugging after the ball and hitting it. Granted, I, I I think we have a sense of humor about that, and I do. I I it was the course got away from those guys on certain holes on Saturday uh, on the USGA, and it, and it happened, and uh, they probably didn't plan out well enough. Uh, they can make excuses, but late the second the second half of Saturday's third round, USGA got away from, and I feel for those guys who played there, including that putt that was should never run off like it did. However, having said that. Uh, instead of saying I just lost my mind there for a moment and you know I had a, like a lapse he he comes up with that story about how he had planned it out well it's either you lost your mind or you like you planned the cheat you know what I mean that's what I'm saying it's like if you if you're gonna celebrate a guy for like hitting the moving putt and only give him two strokes hey that's you're you're like all the ultra creative lefty I ain't buying that I, he, he lost his I, I wish he just said he lost his mind and then it would be done yeah. And he wouldn't have to spend an apologize later. Yeah, now, yeah, he's apologized four days later. Right. 
Yeah. But he did apologize, yeah. and now we can move on to this week's tournament. Phil is not here, but Roy McIlroy is here. Defending champion Jordan Spieth is here. Justin Thomas is here. And as we said, Brooks Kepka is here. Uh, it's supposed to be a hot, it's supposed to be good weather. I'm tired very little rain in the forecast. We should be able to get this in on time without a problem. I think the fans will come out for this tournament. Um, I think I think it's going to be a great week of both scoring, birdies. I assume you feel yeah. similar in some ways. It's, it's interesting to listen to these guys. They come in from the U.S. Open. They're, they're fried, a lot of guys. Some guys only had to go through it. They played so badly that they only had to suffer for two days. Right. Other guys that, that go through all four days. I think that especially guys who suffered in the last, say, 18 holes and played all four days, I think some of those guys have got some residual mind frying. However, having said that, I think as they come here as a great, they have great practice facility. I think they heal some, even bef- most of them heal some before they even step out Thursday. I think, I think, and then some good scores, and I think they're okay. Not all of them, because I think they'll be. I think Kepko, I think Kepko will pay for you know for having to battle as long as he did, and some of those other guys. But I think the guys that were, were missed the cut. I think they're they're going to be fine. Uh, so I, I tend to think that like those guys will not be paying the price this week. I think I think the, they'll produce low low scores. I'm thinking 14, 15 under. That's even. I think I, obviously the, the record is 58 by Jim Furyk around. Uh, I don't think they're going to go 1920. I think this, this this course seems to get back and make it. If it dries out, it's harder to make a ton of birdies. I think the course, I remember how this one sometimes, what do you think the score will be? I think the biggest mistake on this course, as we see late on Sunday, right. is that you think you can take and take and take. If, if certain uh, weather's right, and the, you know, like you said, the greens are soft, and you know, guys get hot, they can post some really magnificent scores. But when you start getting greedy in certain holes, or the pressure starts coming, this course can bite back like I, I love to say, uh, 17 on on Sunday. You see guys not put the ball in the water all week, and all of a sudden, the second shot on Sunday on 17, well, that's my favorite. Other people have some other favorites, but the second shot on the 17th hole as they're coming around the bend, I love that because somebody does something really magnificently stupid. And sometimes even if you hit it above, because you know the pin's going to be in the front, right. you got to navigate the putt down that hill and not hit it too far, not so much in the work, but into the fringe, and then you got to make the putt come back from par. And if you're one up or one down, that's a big deal right there. Even if you don't hit in the water, you can still come off one of the five. Right, right, absolutely. And then, and then you come into 18 and... Somebody inevitably makes a great shot. <laughs> well, speed is yeah. beyond great, yeah. but <laughs> right. but uh, yeah. So I I uh, it'll be tremendous. I just think this this I don't know how they're going to top last year because I mean look, the Travelers Championship 2017 was voted uh, by the players the best is the best uh, event on the circuit. So I don't know how you get better than that. Uh, the Asian group likes to talk about they can always improve, but I, I think he's talking about certain amenities and this and that and, and great you never you never the inaugural players event the yeah. best event on tour right. been most fan friendly several times i think i kind of agree with you it's be tough to top yeah. as, as jeff indicated uh he's talking about the bunker shot that jordan speed in the playoffs last year to win the travel championship in 2017. uh the man he beat in the playoffs was daniel berger that is my pick to win this year i think daniel berger 
previous times, obviously tied for second place, and uh, I believe tied for fifth three years ago, was in the lead, halted on the backside. I, he's won twice at the FedEx St. Jude's Classic. I think he's ready to win another tournament. That's my pick. My second choice would be Ryan Moore, another guy who's had five top tens in this tournament. He's a grinder. He won the, uh, secured the Ryder Cup, I believe, in 2016 on U.S. soil. Those are my two choices. I'm not going to win any of the big guys. I think they'll be in contention. I think there'll be a lot of noise from them. I think there'll be a lot of people here who come on. I think it'll be one of those two guys. I want to pick Paul Casey. It's sort of a Daniel Berger-ish. Yeah. You know, this this is the one thing about uh, about making picks, folks. People like Joe and I, regardless of whatever sport it is, you never want to pick the obvious guy, but you don't want to pick something that's just embarrassing you. So you kind of look Yes. But at least the cur- surface. Sometimes finished second in the recent year. Right. It might be playing pretty good right now. And you pick him. Uh, my question to you is, Joe, who's the best player that's playing the best right now in this tournament? Is it, is it Justin Thomas or because uh, Speed's not potting very well? See, I don't. And Rory and ends up and down. I, I legitimately don't think those two guys are going to win. That's a good question. And I'm just thinking. So what's what's Burger the? Burger is not exactly lighting the world on fire. I, it's, that's a good question. I'm, off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I would think Justin Thomas is probably like the best player playing really well right now. So I'm try- just looking at, yes, like saying horse race, who's the chalk? I, I, I think maybe Justin Thomas, well, I guess well, a lot of people would say Jordan. By ranking, yeah, yeah, I mean, our speed, but I don't think he's playing well enough. You know? He's not. He said he's, he said he's great. Again, the old guys always say their game's in great shape, but they're not putting well. Right. Roy says the same thing. He hasn't been able to close out tournaments. Um, if I had to say somebody's playing well, I think Patrick Reed's playing pretty well. I just don't know if he'll win here, but I think he played well at the Open. He won the Masters. He hasn't played a yeah. lot since the Masters. And this is a guy I think grinds and can win here. I didn't pick him. He'll probably end up winning because yeah. I didn't pick him. But let, let, I, I think he's a guy that... He was in my top three when I, when I, when I was making my okay. list. I didn't go through all But he's, he, I am like in my top three. But right. I just have this feeling that some, Casey's been around. See, Casey and Berger have been around. So they're like... I think we're, we're we're edging toward the right type of pick there, you know what I mean? But but Patrick Reed, he might just go out and be like he's that good in the, in the way he's played, and we saw some of it last week. If he plays like he could, he can, he can win this tournament, yeah. and he would be. A, I would think he would be a champion that Travelers would like to have too. And actually, a big guy we didn't haven't mentioned yet, and so far that actually was playing well up until the U.S. Open greatest to cut was Jason Day. He's won twice on tour this year. Yeah. He, done well at this tournament. He didn't miss the cut here last year. I think he can play well, but he is playing very well until Shinnecock, as most people kind of fell into that. Right. I, I don't know. I think I think Paul Casey's a good choice. I think he's done well here. He lost a couple walks in the playoff. He knows he, he's been back ever since. I think I think he's going to be one of those guys in the middle of the pack that we haven't heard about. Like a Kevin Streelman when he birdie six straight holes. It'd be somebody we haven't thought about probably, but I, I would think that among our picks, one of the couple of guys would be in the pub. I will say this, folks. There's, there's some truly great golfers this week, and if one of them catches fire, they could, like, put do something really scary. There's always that possibility here. Even though like, we just, just went at length about saying how this course can bite back at certain times, uh, there are some... This, this field is is big-time field, really a big-time field. And, and if one of these guys get hot, and they're permitted to get hot, it's just like any other sport. A guy goes four for four, you know, goes, you know, uh, has a big weekend when the Yankees play the Red Sox. These guys have, somebody has a big weekend, and it's not always who you think it's going to be. But, 
uh, it's hard for me to say that Kepka would be really cool to come in here. You know, he, he, oh, would that it, be awesome? it, it, but like, it's hard. I mean, that it's guy's, you know, that guy's won, and I, and I'll tell you what. And he went home. I'm, I'm told he went home. Yeah. And now he's gonna fly back up, and he's, now he's got all the, the fanfare. Kudos to him though, because I've covered this like a quarter century now, and I've been very, very hard on some guys that have not shown up Bank after Curtis. winning. That. <laughs> Bank they Curtis, 2003. Yeah, you yeah, never heard from him again yeah, after that. It was not pretty with me and some of the aficionados of the golf <laughs> world, but uh, and and you know and and since then guys have showed up. You know, and, and this tournament is tremendous for giving out. Uh, Sponsors exemptions right. to young guys, investing in the future, putting the seeds in the ground and watching them and flourish. You know, and, and sometimes it, it it pays immediate results with a guy like Patrick Cantlay that came in as an amateur, has the best amateur round, a 60 right. in the second round. But then take a guy like Webb Simpson, they gave him 2008. They gave him, a, right. but he won the U.S. Open all the way across the continent in San Francisco. So then he came. He said he was coming. And he yep. came in uh, 2012 and he sh- and he showed. So. Uh, I always like to go out of my way. A guy wins a major championship uh, and he shows up here the next week. Uh, I think it's great. Having s- uh, one thing I will point out though, 30 years ago, some of these guys won major championships and they went on, a, love you for this politely, a bit of a bender. And uh, <laughs> today's athletes, God bless them, they're so into working out oh, yeah. and, and they're so dedicated that it's a different game. It's a different game. You look, you looked at Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson the other day. Look, coming down there, I mean, those guys are splendid, big time athletes. You know, what I mean, and you look back at some golfers that won some majors thirty years ago. I would not call them splendid looking athletes. No, 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 no. Um, so you're gonna stick with Paul Casey? Boy, I love that. That yeah, you, you know. I hate to go weak on you, but that Patrick Reed. Let me just say, I'm, I'm picking Paul. I'm going Paul. I'm going Paul Casey. Ooh, melting toward Patrick Reed. Okay. I'm staying with Berger. Playoff or no? Uh, I hope not. These early deadlines uh, at first. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think there will be. I just think there's going to be a playoff. I think it's going to be on 18 again. I think it's going to come down to 18, either in a playoff or in regulation. Well, yeah. For I, I love the eight. Anybody who has never been out here. And, as, and anything resembling a golf plan should should be at the 18th hole on Sunday at, at Travelers, uh, the amphitheater. It is it is really really a special place for golf. And when speak that I mean the the, the ground speak wasn't lying when he said that the the ground shook last year. It was so loud and it uh, it is the the natural amphitheater in golf is like something that cannot be uh, understated or overstated. Excuse me. You can't, you can't, it's something you just can't create. It, it happens naturally. I mean, it, all this stuff we've talked about, the great shot's a great shot. You reward it, and, and, and people come back. That's the thing, and, and that's the beauty of the game. Of the game, I look up, it's the game itself, it's the game. And that's what it's all about, and that's what it comes down to in the end. And, and, and you watch a great shot like that, and it makes you want to come back and, and, and come spend the money. So right. It's, I, this place is just loud enough to love it and, and respectful enough not to like like in Phoenix or uh, when you go out to New York and sometimes the U.S. Open and the fans lose their minds so it's 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 right there on the edge of of being loud but not too loud which is re- which is good it's good and healthy and next year as soon as this tournament ends they're going to be starting to work on a new clubhouse and add it to the range that Jeff spoke about that's been in place for decades amazing for Jeff Jacobs I'm Joe Morelli thank you for watching